Yeah, we are live. Week three of the Find Your Summit podcast. I am Brian. And I'm Leah. And we're joined today by our third wheel guest. <laughs> Hi, Dora. Hi. Hey, Dora. Um, we're here in gloomy Charlotte, North Carolina on Friday, February 12th. Leah's favorite kind of weather, as yes. we've talked about. But I promise this won't be another weather podcast. Instead, we need to talk about Taylor Swift. We do need to talk about Taylor Swift. So... For those of you who don't know, a couple years ago, Taylor left her label, and three years of controversy later, some investors bought the rights to her master recordings for $300 million. Taylor's upset because she feels like she didn't have the opportunity to get her own recordings. Mm -hmm. So it was a gigantic FU to Scooter Braun, to the investment company, and generally to societal norms. Taylor is re-recording all six of those albums. Yes, she is. Elaborate. And I, <laughs> well, if you are a fan of Taylor, um, obviously you follow her on Instagram. But I don't. I just, I, don't. I just, yeah, Brian does not, so he's not a true Taylor fan. <laughs> um, Do you think there's a big intersection of Find Your Summit podcast <laughs> listeners and Taylor Instagram followers? I'm we're, sure there are. We're going to find out because someone's going to comment and be like, I, yes, I am here for this. Okay, great. Anyway. Um, so in the Taylor fashion that she does, she posted about this relaunch of her albums on Instagram. And now there's actually a few Easter eggs in this post. One is the obvious one of, um, in the text photo of the announcement, there are random, like, capitalized letters. Okay. Taylor Nation, you know, fans obviously put that all together, and it it spelled out April 9th. So okay. a bit of a subliminal message. Yeah, you know, and of course she later confirmed and was like, yes, like April 9th is the date of the album launch. But another Easter egg okay. is the picture that she posted, the shirt that she is wearing is the same shirt that is in the music video of Love Story that the prince is wearing. So, Taylor Nation fans are like... She's her own Romeo. She's her own Romeo. She has found her prince, and it is herself. It's like, it's the practice of self-love. Yeah. I think she's such, like, this... Okay, like, the recent... (laughs) I don't know. Quarantine was great for her, okay? Yes. Yeah. I feel like she's She found herself. She found herself. I feel like she found, like, another, like, part of her voice, like, with the music that she's been writing. And just, like... Taking back her power. Well, she's also been so comfortable all along being pretty flawed, which I think has always sort of worked against her until now. Because I think in 2020, being vulnerable and flawed became sort of the marketing economy. And I think that she naturally was doing that already in a way that Summit sort of capitalized on that as a business too. But I think she's well suited for this like direct to consumer. These people are sitting at home. They're looking for good news. Yeah. I write my own songs. It's not hard for me to figure out how to do this. Yeah. And I'm just going to be real with these people. Yeah. And I, I I, think, like, even last year she's gained new fans who are just, like, who can resonate yeah. with it. And, I mean, you know. Dory, you said you're a new fan. Yeah. I mean, I, I've, like, been dabbled in Taylor Swift over the years, but suddenly this year it feels like, like ta- this is Taylor Swift. The Spotify playlist is now my like go to at home while I'm while I'm working from home because I think it's just like it's pretty enjoyable and it, and I'm it's the same songs that she's had for a long time but it feels more enjoyable now. Yeah. Um. So I don't really know what it is, but yeah. yeah. Well, the thing that excites me most about the news of Taylor redropping these albums is that basically 
she's taking something that's happened for generations where, right. where artists realize they don't own the rights to their music. And yeah, and she has basically looked it in the eye and said, F you, I'm smarter than you. And she's taking it back. And she's yeah. like, she's taking back her power. People are fans of me. I'm going to rewrite my music and I'm going to totally devalue the investment you made in my music. And it's yeah. like such a power move. Oh, for sure. Yes. And, it, and it's amazing. It's like, uh, I am so grateful to witness this. <laughs> I think we're we're in this era. I mean, it's it's been happening. Obviously, it happens in generations and in different, mm-hmm. uh, you know, different kinds of businesses over the time. But Taylor, I think, is changing music in a way. Yes. I, like I don't yeah. want to overstate this, but in a way that Napster and streaming did it in the mm-hmm. early 2000s, like. Yeah. How people look at their libraries now is going to be a totally different thing. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like, I did not – I I don't know anything about the music industry. And so when she was going through, like, that challenge of uh, owning her – what it, it's like there's a specific term for it. It's like master – Her master recordings. Yeah, master recordings. Like, it was – I had no idea that artists, like, did not own, like, their music, essentially. Yeah. Like, it's just, like – they spend all this time and all this energy into something that they're obviously passionate about, and then they don't own it, and it's like it's a bit heartbreaking. Yeah, like I believe, well, like, I believe, I believe Michael Jackson owned the rights to the Beatles music. Like I believe he bought that that's at some so point. That's so weird. That's so weird. I don't understand. But also, that. like, so Taylor, four million people liked Taylor Swift's Instagram post with this announcement, and like, I wonder how many of those four million people had any clue. I mean, probably yeah. they know because of Taylor Swift, but like. Before yeah. Taylor Swift, like she has a specific audience that is like, yeah, oh whoa, this is the reality of this. But like, yeah, yeah. I think re-releasing all these songs and in parentheses behind him saying Taylor's version is such yeah. like oh, a, it's amazing. It's like, I love hey, this that. is me. I'm sort of free from. Yeah, and that's another thing to bring up back to wearing the Romeo shirt is like, it's like I'm in charge now. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. I think we're in this era, and it's a couple weeks after the big Robin Hood drama in the stock market that is. Um, where a bunch of people on a Reddit forum decided to boost up GameStop yes. as like a ridiculous <laughs> video game store, but as a another basically fu to stockbrokers and to traders and to investors who are shorting these stuff, and yeah. we're in this world now where all of these uh, institutions that have been around and been operating the same way for generations. People are so smart that they're figuring out how to break them all. And so yeah. it's happening with the stock market to a certain extent. It's happening in sports with free agency mm-hmm. and how athletes are approaching that. And now Taylor's doing it with your album. And it's fascinating to think about all these yeah. people that are like taking back control because all yeah. these regulations are built to support and encourage these big institutions. And yeah. people are smart now and they're finding loopholes. Yeah. And they're they're taking charge and they're like, this doesn't no. This is not okay anymore. I asked my husband to help me eat the rich. (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean? (laughs) When it came to the stock market. I don't know anything about stocks. But when I heard about that, obviously I was seeing it like all over Twitter and stuff. And I'm like, I don't know the stock. What's Robin Hood? Like, what is this? And I just, I texted Joe and I was like, I need you to help me eat the rich. And he was like, it's too late. (laughs) I was like, no, it's not. It's too late. (laughs) There was a, um, there's a Yale graduate student who, Invested five hundred dollars and made two hundred thousand dollars. Oh my god! That's uh, wild. Yeah. And basically, just they just got. I mean, to for those of you at home again who aren't privy to this, but they got wind that stockbrokers and this huge investment firm was shorting GameStop, which means they were basically making a bet that GameStop was going to continue to lose money, and we're going to make money off of that. And so, 
all of these people that are on Reddit were saw this and got wind of this, and so they teamed up. They teamed up to raise two billion dollars yeah. to invest in GameStop. It's not it's like amazing. it's not like the three of us chipping seventy five <laughs> bucks. It was two billion dollars, and yeah. that speaks to the economy of yeah. consumers. It's like yeah, yeah, and to the amount of people who have probably been like disenfranchised by these groups or feel like slighted, and they're right now they're like, hey, here's my chance. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna do something. Like, right, like, even if like if you know, if a billion of us put in a small amount of money, then, like, a that's A billion enough. of us. There's, I don't have <laughs> access to a billion people. I, uh, I think your network's probably bigger than you think. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I, it's it's a fascinating world we live in, and I sort of wonder, you know, it's kind of an extension of this cancel culture thing where if you have mm-hmm. skeletons in your closet or if you have this way of doing business that's perhaps – a little bit dirty. I yeah. feel like there's a reckoning. We're in this era of reckoning where it's yes. going to be, someone's going to pull out your skeletons or yeah. they're going to find the flaws in your business model or, mm-hmm. and I will tell any individual or business that like has shit to hide. Like, yeah, this is going to be a real problem. Like I, yeah, I'm always surprised when people run for office that have these skeletons and like it gets yeah. dug up when they're like, look at this person's scandal. And they're like, well, how did you not know this was going to come up? Like, if you're ever trying to run to be a senator, like, yeah. they're going to find out everything about your past. Yeah. Yeah. And now it's like, it's, yeah, because it's like, now it's like employment practices. It's like, are you paying your employees minimum wage? Like, mm-hmm. hello. <laughs> um, and those things, like, shouldn't have been happening anyway. And so it's like, yeah. you know, it's, it's cool to see also that people are, uh, they're supporting companies who, like, are, you know, are trying to be fair and good employers. Yeah. Not to like totally use the language from our core values, but I do think that like <laughs> people are like, oh, like people, like other people are paying, you know, good wages for things. And, and yeah. that's like who people are, people are being more um, like thoughtful about who they're choosing to support because they're able to see there's a ton more transparency. People are finding this information. So they're like, ooh. I will say that I think the one thing Taylor Swift has done really well and she's really savvy is that she's doing all these things and always has that come across like, damn the man, I'm this, like, underdog. But she's so savvy that she Mm -hmm. knows that by speaking directly to these consumers, she's putting herself on the side of all these people who are sitting at home who have felt slighted, who have felt uh, overpowered by these institutions. And she's like, I'm one of you, when she's really not. But she recognizes that those are the people that are going to stream her music, that are going to go to her concerts, wherever they are. They're going to buy T-shirts when she releases them. They're going to follow her on social media. So she's super savvy yeah. I also don't think it's a total business strategy. I think it's genuinely who she is. But again, it's... Creates a connection and... Yeah. yeah, I think it's so smart of her. Yeah. And... Genius. Yeah, and doing it in middle of February mm-hmm. when nothing else is going on. Like, our country <laughs> for the first time in four years is, like, generally not making a ton of noise. Like, you wake up every day yeah. and it's not like, what the hell happened last night? Yeah. It's like, there's obviously a lot going on still, but there's football's over. There's just like, it's been quiet. <laughs> it's February. Right, but it's Nobody quiet. Correct. No, it's interesting that football's <laughs> Well, football, more people watch the Super Bowl than watch anything. My point is that like, no, there's no, not I, much I going on this week. Me. Yeah. There's like, there's totally very, like the f- last three weeks, people are talking about football, talking about Taylor football. Swift and now it's like, like, now. Correct. Right. Now you're so, going to talk about Taylor Swift. Correct. Yeah. Um, look, we're talking about Taylor Swift. Right. Yeah. So. I hope uh, she listens to this. I and hope so, too. To we it. should tag her because I, I do think it's brilliant. <laughs> I, I think that she was tactical, but she's also real. And I think yeah. the combination of those two things make her who she is. Way yeah. to go, Taylor. Good job. Keep doing your beautiful thing. All right, Leah, another thing on my mind. Yes. Well, as it is every day is COVID. Yes. <laughs> I mean. Hot take. Naturally. 
so the New York Times in their daily newsletter comes to my inbox every morning at about 6.30 a.m. Uh-huh. And the journalist this morning, um, David Leonard, wrote about this idea of absolutism in COVID, that either mm-hmm. you do or you don't follow the practices and how flawed yeah. that is and equated it to teaching people abstinence is the appropriate way to, to approach sex rather than yeah. teaching them safe sex. And same thing with drug use and drinking. Yeah. That it's it's not, but the reality is none of these things are binary. And what it does is it forces people who are going to do things underground and it leads to more dangerous habits. And I think he's talked about it in COVID. So there's two things. One, the University of California, Berkeley banned outdoor exercise, even when you're wearing a mask. And the University of Massachusetts at Amherst banned outdoor walks. It encouraged students to get exercise by, quote, accessing food and participating in twice-weekly COVID testing, end quote. (laughs) I mean, that is so messed up. Yeah, that's, yeah, like that's a bit. And we're trying to be as safe as anybody. We're sitting here in a podcast studio in masks, and it's harder to hear us, but it's like, we're. but you can't just expect human beings to sit in their... like caves yeah exactly and i you know like a big thing about obviously during covid is being aware and being safe and so if if i if being told i can't walk outside to i don't know like enjoy nature by myself like that's not safe like i i would get i i don't even know the mental health the mental health and that crazy and our, one of our um, summits wellness um, ed, like uh, classes that we did is um, we talked about like you know the effects of COVID like mentally the yeah. effects of COVID and how it affects like loneliness and loneliness is in the same part of the brain as pain and mm. so mm. it's like and we talked about you know what are what are some things that we can do to like you know, bring joy back into this time. And it's like going outside and enjoying nature, like hug a tree. And it's like, if a, if a university is banning me from going outside to to bring that joy back into my life, like I'm going to be really sad. So there are about 40 million confirmed COVID cases in the U.S. And there yeah. have been zero where scientists have confirmed that it was transmitted outside in, yeah. pass- in passing activities. Zero out of 40 million. Yeah. And so... I totally am on board with limiting inside time Absolutely. and wearing masks, but like, yeah, not letting people run by themselves, yeah, is or like hiking by themselves, like right, people are going to start doing dumb shit, like especially yeah. college students. <laughs> yeah, if you tell college students you're, they can't socialize or get exercise, to like young, like young adults, right. like teenagers, like and telling them like, no, you cannot walk out, like out. It's just it's not how the world works, and like yeah. you, these outbreaks happen, and it's because you're telling people. We're going to catch you if you're outside doing something. Yeah. So instead they're hiding from people and that's yeah. creating much bigger problems. And right. I obviously, you know, there's a vaccine that's making big differences and we are close. Mm-hmm. But like, I think in the meantime, we still need to be aware of giving people some yeah. space to be human. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And we're back. Leah, we have some exciting uh, news to announce. Yes, we do. 
and we're announcing it today at 3 p.m. Um, but uh, by the time this is posted, it will already be announced. So we are starting, we are launching an ambassador program. Wow. Yes, I'm very excited about it. It's like one of those things that makes us seem like a big company. <laughs> like, you know, it's like we're big enough in have our shit together enough to have an ambassador <laughs> program, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, I think it's something that um I think it's something that people have been wanting for a while um because, you know, we've had customers like tell us essentially like how much they love summer right. coffee and wanting to be involved and, you know, going to our grand openings when we open like new stores and stuff like that. So Okay, like launching the ambassador program just made sense yep. because it's like we already have like these amazing customers and these uh, amazing people within the community that, you know, and resonate with what we're doing. Totally. And so essentially just giving them space to celebrate that and to express that with their own community as well. Yeah. I mean, so. you have to we're creating a brand and you're creating ideas that you want to spread. And especially yeah. as quickly as we're trying to get it to spread. Mm -hmm. our megaphone is only so loud and yeah. we need other people who have audiences to share that message, but it also needs to be genuine. Like they need yeah. to be people who are actually fans of summit coffee for yeah. any number of reasons. And we're not going to paying for Facebook ads to say, come to our new cafe. Isn't the brand that we are building. It's like, yeah. and so that's why I think we want to take our most ardent fans mm -hmm. and put them out there to say, yeah. please spread the gospel of summit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For lack of better words. Yeah. And um, I'm really excited to also get to know these individuals as well, like on like a, like a deeper level. Cause you know, like I've seen them in the cafes or I've talked to them in the cafes, like as a barista myself. And, um, but it's like, you know, being able to collaborate with them, um, being able to, like, give them sneak peeks of new new merchandise. <laughs> what kind of um, <laughs> what kind of person are you looking for? What is your ideal summit ambassador? Oh, my gosh. Okay. Um, so definitely someone who thrives on adventure and someone who is, you know, involved in their community and looks someone who enjoys like challenges and has like an amazing story like personal story of you know overcoming ch their personal challenges that they've you know had in their life and um someone who's really enthusiastic about life so like you, so you are your vision for the ambassador program is that you're going to find people that are great natural brand ambassadors yes. and sort of let them tell their story. You're yeah. not going to like try to find people with good social media followings no. and curate their story. And so that's where someone who like genuinely represents someone and, yeah. and then basically, yeah. basically align ourselves with them, let them align themselves with us and then exactly. let them be who they are. Yeah, exactly. Like I, there's so much value obviously in authenticity. And so, you know, if someone approaches me and they're just super like natural and just like, um, joyful and ecstatic about Summit and just like what what our brand represents and what we want to do within like communities as we grow. Um, like I value that more than someone who has a couple thousand followers. And, totally. You know, like that to me is just that's a great relationship that I would want to have with someone. And yeah, I mean, you you need you don't need to reach a million people. No. You need to reach a hundred people or a couple hundred people. Yeah. that are the right people. And I yeah. think that's the important part of marketing that often gets overlooked is like 
Mm-hmm. You don't want to throw a blanket over the United States and be like, we are Summit Coffee. It's like, yeah. it's not going to resonate with people. You need to find out exactly. who it's going to resonate with and and really be creating genuine content that connects mm-hmm. with those people. Yeah, and these individuals, you know, if if they resonate with Summit, they have friends, their, their social circle totally. resonates with them. And so that's essentially, you know, what... What does a Summit ambassador get to do? Um, lots of other things. than be themselves. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so they get to participate in you know as we expand our merchandise um, a bit. If we need help making decisions for colors, like helping us with that, um, being able to participate in grand openings, yeah. um, getting sneak peeks of seasonal beverages. Um, I think the biggest opportunity is um, internship opportunities. Yeah, tell um, me more. Like, who do they get to intern with, me or you? Both of us. Both of us. Wow. <laughs> or Dora, or just um, it depends on what yeah. the individual is looking for. Like, where they're at in their own life. Mm-hmm. If they, you know, if they're wanting to learn more about storytelling and marketing, um, maybe they'll intern with me or you, or um, you know, if they want to talk about like enga- community engagement, maybe they'll intern with Tim. Yeah. Like, there's so many different opportunities, and that's a great thing about our team is, like, we have so many people that um, are experts in, in different things, and so there's... And they can go on the road with us to Colorado this summer yes. if, if that happens. And yes. They can rep us at the outdoor retail show. So travel opportunities for sure. Definitely, you know, obviously when the world is safe and in the safest way, um, but, yes, outdoor retailer in Colorado is one of those things. And so I want to know... Outside of Summit, what brand do you feel like you would be the best ambassador for? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, my goodness. Uh, that's a great question. Um. I, th- I think mine would be... Um, <laughs> this is really to, I was going to say, Viore is a clothing company that's all over Instagram, so they don't yeah. need my ambassadorship, but I'm like... I, w- I run in Viore clothes. I swim in Viore, Viore swimming suits. Okay. I hang around my house in Viore clothes. Yeah. Like we partnered with them at the outdoor retailer show. Right. And I, uh, so you're like a, you're like a fan. Oh, I'm like a <laughs> big time fan. And now my, my you're bro- like an ambassador, but my brother, Tim, who you just mentioned, he, I got him on the Viore train and, okay. but he bought like three of the same things that I have. So too <laughs> often now we'll you show mash. up to the same thing, wearing the exact same shorts or the exact same joggers. And That's it's so getting funny. to be a little bit too much. <laughs> I mean, you did that. <laughs> I, did, I created it because I'm such a good ambassador. I Yeah, that's fair. I feel like um, I'm trying to think of like brands that I'm like diehard. Like I have to have this. I mean, other what than products do you are there anything you use routinely that you're like, this is part of my identity? Summit coffee. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, OK, like if you're looking at a tire like Bloodstone boots, like okay. Um, and my brother was the one that actually got me like into these shoes because he's a farmer. <laughs> Funny that we were talking about farmers yeah. this morning. Um, so he, he works in these boots and also like hikes a lot. And I was obviously on the hunt for, okay, like I need a good, reliable, like leather boot. Okay. And then obviously saw his and I was like, okay, yeah, like I'll, I'll get those. <laughs> and they're like an investment, you know, but I love the idea, um, like their brand is obviously revolved around adventure and getting outdoors. And when I got them, um, Joe and I were planning our, co- like our Colorado trip, pri- obviously prior to COVID. And um, I liked the idea of having a pair of boots that I would always take with me on an adventure, like 
when we're hiking or going somewhere new. Yep. Because, like, I'm just like, wow, these shoes have been with me for, since, you know, 2000, like, I don't know, 18 or something. <laughs> and just, like, having those memories with those shoes. Yeah. And maybe that's why I have, like, the same pair of shoes for a really long well, I, time. I think that's, I think the good natural thing about an ambassador program is, like, what do you own or what do you do or where do you mm-hmm. go that you find yourself routinely needing to tell people about? It's like, yeah. do you like find yourself needing to tell people about your boots or your best stories or in these? Sh- right. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. I think, yeah. And that's why I feel that way about my Viore <laughs> clothing and my Viore shorts. Yeah. And I always get compliments on my boots, even though they're so like, I saw that they have a scratch on them now Ugh. and like, that's not okay. I don't know how to fix that, but. Anybody knows how to fix it. Podcast at summitcoffee.com. <laughs> Um, any other exciting projects going in the works? I, you have a big, uh, video project launch that we're going to announce soon. Yes. Um, which will explain why Olivia and I were out in, um, California. So that is launching on Monday. That's exciting. Yes. Um, there's a lot going on. There is a lot going on. (laughs) And it's great, but it is, um, you and I were joking yesterday that you've been in this full-time marketing role for five weeks now and it was hard to think of a world where we weren't sure whether or not we had work for you in a full-time capacity yeah that's that's wild to me it was like what like three months ago where i was only like three three, two days a week like yeah two to three days a week and yeah i don't know it was just like entering this full-time position it's like bam (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there you go. I think it's finally like I was like, okay, now I can yeah, actually. I but felt that's like the bad. Thing to it's, it's like it's welcome being, to the circle. You're now <laughs> the circle of trust. That's right. Um, I don't know if it's true. I, you know, we've been in such a growth place for the last couple of years, but it does feel like the last two months in particular were like, yeah, at a different pace. And I don't know what it is, and maybe that's not true, but I think no, I feel the same. Yeah, and and it's exciting, but it is. Um, there are some days and Dora said this last night, it was like, it was Thursday and you're like, oh my gosh, where did this work week go? Like, I, yes, this morning I was like, it's Friday, like it's podcast <laughs> oh <no>. day. <laughs> and, it's like, podcast day. <laughs> and I was like, how did, like, what happened this week? But it's also like days like yesterday where I had five meetings yes, back to back to back. Sorry. And no, it's fine. <laughs> I forgive you. That was yesterday. <laughs> but it's also, but that also just you know, is a perfect example. Like there are so much, like there is so many things going on at once. Like I need like six days, six more days. I know it's <laughs> tricky. So on podcast days, rewinding at 30 seconds, do you wake up when you're like, you wake up and it's Friday, you're like, oh my gosh, I actually, I actually do. And you know what's so funny? Even today, Joe was like, it's podcast day, go have fun. <laughs> yeah, it's the best. This is such a uh this is such a fun departure from yeah the rest of the week and it's like it totally it fits into what we're doing and you and I also talk plenty outside of the microphone but it yeah it feels like we're in this room for an hour and it's like yeah freeze everything around you you know we're not constantly checking our emails and our slacks and answering phone yeah. calls and it's a it's a cool like weekly it's like it's how some people I think approach exercise or yeah. like it's like yeah freeze time to it's like, enjoy well, things. It's like a creative outlet too. Yes. It's a opportunity to create and also um, create relationships with our listeners. Absolutely. And we hope that you guys who have listened to any of our podcasts that you are enjoying it at home and please send feedback and tips and questions to podcast at summacoffee.com. We've gotten a few emails so far and so we're putting together a mailbag issue. 
issue. Is this a Ooh. newsletter? A mailbag <laughs> episode. Uh, and we're excited to uh, have that soon and answer all of the questions from all of our fans. Yes. Super stoked. Um, well, we hope you guys stay dry and stay warm out there. And we will be back with you next week. Do, do, do. We're out.